Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I'm so glad to be here today with you. And I have a pretty big announcement. That announcement is that we are going to start shifting into the next phase of our podcast. And I'm so excited to get to explain to you why I'm doing that, why that matters, why anybody would bother with that and how it's going to help you even more than the work that we've been doing so far on the podcast. So welcome to Finding Your Spark Again. In the coming weeks, you're going to find that we are shifting the message from a message of hope, which has been wonderful. It's been great to have people on the podcast who have been through dark, 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 dark times and who know how to get out of them. And I hope that that's been really useful for you. However, as time goes on, it has become more and more important to me to share with you that process of actually getting to the spark, getting to the happiness, getting to that joy place. And it's very hard to do in a short period of time because we only go about a half an hour on these podcasts and to really help you to find that. So that's the shift that we're going to be making. Now, some people think that that is more of a learning than it is a focus for a podcast. I am not of that camp. I think that podcasts can be helpful in your learning, but also that this is the new way that we should be telling our stories. So as you go through, see if you agree with me. Please, if you do, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you're on. So go to findingyoursparkagain.com, sign up for the emails there because I send out a reminder email all the time and there's other little tidbits that you get that of course don't come through on every platform. So if this touches you, if this sounds like the right fit for you, definitely do that. Now, okay, so there's a thing that I wanna talk to you guys about that is really about why would we shift to this new way of telling stories, this new way of communicating, this new way of spending our half an hour. So I wanna to talk to you about a thing called above the line and below the line emotions. Now, a lot of times when you hear that kind of talk, people are putting some sort of judgment on that. They're saying, oh, happiness, good, sadness, bad. But when I talk about above the line and below the line, that is not the definition that I am using for what goes in each category. The definition is what happens in our bodies. So there is a certain point at which around contentment, satisfaction, somewhere in there, hope even, where our bodies start to behave differently and they stop producing the stress hormones and they start producing the relaxation and restorative hormones. And that is the line 
for me. That is where we are defining the space between yes, I want these emotions in my life and no, I don't want these emotions in my life. And that isn't to say you won't have them, right? You're going to be sad at some point. You're going to be angry or going to be, everybody is frustrated, right? We are humans and we have all these emotions, but the question is, what are we doing in our spare time? right? So we're going to mix it up. We're going to be in life. Things are going to toss us one way or the other. No question. So that isn't to say that these emotions are bad. They serve purposes. They're, they certainly deepen our experience on the earth and all of those things. But if they are your resting emotions, then you're training your body to do a very specific thing that may not be exactly what you want it to be doing, okay? And certainly doesn't set you up for the ability to reach for real joy, right? Sometimes when we're in that space that we can't quite get to like really happy, you know, when something really dings you up and then you say, okay, uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to move past it. And you kind of can't, you go like, oh, I just, I get to blah and I get to pretty good and but I can't get to really good. Well, this practice of honing our ability to move in that direction and to find our resting emotions in the above the line state is going to help you with that. So this is part of why I'm, I'm shifting this, uh, this conversation a little bit, right? So this is how we're defining that line. Above the line, we're producing chemicals in our bodies. Our bodies are helping to participate in helping us feel better. And below the line, these are emotions that produce chemicals in the body that tell us there's a real problem. So, and don't make us feel good. <laughs> okay. So usually when we tell stories, when we watch TV, when we, right, when we read a book, you know, that murder mystery that you indulge in or whatever it is, right? When we tell stories, we go for the roller coaster method. We go for like, things are bad and then they get better and then they get worse and then they get really a lot better and then it's a happy ending. That's the happiest way that we tell stories, right? But what's happening in your body when you tell that story or when you hear that story from a television show or your spouse or wherever you hear it from uh, is that you are going on that roller coaster chemically as well as emotionally, right? The emotion happens in your body. You send signals to the brain, the heart, everybody gets together. They go like, "Ooh, let's make these chemicals, right? So... Uh, when we start to change the way that we tell stories, we can really start producing consistently different chemicals in the body. So I'm going to practice with you. I'm going to show you exactly what we're talking about, right? So when you tell the story, you come home from the grocery store and you're like, oh, that was so cool. I can't wait to tell this story to my people in my household, right? I can't wait. It's going to be really great. This is a great story. And that's how you think about it. This is a great story. And I'm going to tell the story twice. I'm going to tell it once this time 
I'm going to tell it with the up and down the way that we normally tell a story. So it would go something like, oh my goodness, I just went to the grocery store. And do you know, somebody cut me off on the way there. It was like they didn't even see me. Anyway, it doesn't even matter. So I go into the grocery store and the coolest thing happened. Well, did you know that I didn't actually get the milk because I don't know, they put it in a different area and I couldn't find it. Anyway, it doesn't really matter about that. What matters is that there were people everywhere that just were helping me it was so great so I was going along and I was like kind of lost and I was feeling really really lost I was like reading the signs I'm looking up and you know that thing where nobody in the grocery store actually pays attention to you or that it seems like nobody really works there that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. But instead, I'm kind of looking up and some kind of manager comes along and they start talking to me and they're like, oh, can I help you? Where are you going? What can we do? You know, and helping me. And I'm like, this is cool. And so then I get the next item that I'm looking for and uh, find myself staring at those dang signs again. And somebody else comes along. It was a really cool thing. It probably happened like three or four times. What a great grocery store that is. So that's one way to tell the story. The other way to tell the story, which, so, and, and this is important to think about, is like, we have been taught societally that if it doesn't have those down parts, that it's less interesting. But I want you to listen really carefully. And I want you to listen to your body really carefully, right? Because if people who don't practice tell that same story, they say something and they try to cut out all the down dips, right? They say something like, oh yeah, I went to the grocery store and lots of people helped me and it was great. But it can be just as exciting without actually cutting out the excitement, right? So that story would go something like, so I'm going through the grocery store and I'm looking at the signs because they sign things so that I can find everything, which is super cool. And I've really been finding the new associations with like, well, what aisle really is the peanut butter in? Does that go in the jelly aisle and all that stuff? So much fun to to really get to learn that new system in a new place, in a new grocery store. So I'm standing there and I'm looking up and I'm thinking, I wonder if it's in this aisle or the other aisle, could be in that aisle, you know. And somebody comes along and they're just so lovely that I think it was the manager comes along and he's really lovely and he talks to me a little bit and then he finds out where what am I looking for and he guides me to where I want to go. And I was so happy about it. It was really fun. And then I get there and I find it so easily. It's really cool. It was, well, I really didn't realize how much I could look up and look down and how much stuff there is in a grocery store. Like kind of anything you could imagine is in there. And someone like me, you know, I don't eat all the regular food. All the alternative food is there too. It is so cool. So I go along to the next place. I'm looking at the signs, trying to remember, you know, doing my little memorization thing. And another person comes along. This grocery store, 
You know, it's probably true in all grocery stores, but this grocery store was such an amazing example of how great it was to participate with people, to be supported, to feel like we're all in it together, to know that my neighborhood has my back when it comes to the most basic things, right? Just getting some food, fantastic. So those are the two ways that you can tell that same story. And one, if you paid attention to your body, made your body feel like you normally feel. And the other, and also supported some belief systems that are not gonna serve you. And the other probably made your fingers tingle, right? It was exciting, it was fun. If you let yourself really go, with the excitement of it and the fun of it and the reprogramming of your belief systems that happened during the telling of that story, then you might be feeling really good right now. So these are the kinds of things that we're gonna explore moving forward. And it's why I really wanna shift from that first way of telling stories, right? Interviewing people about what's gone wrong what they went through and how they got out of it into this new space where we really are going to talk about what's going right, how they're working with that, how they're practicing that and how they continue to bring that energy into their lives. So these patterns that we have in our bodies, they come up, they keep coming up, they do it over and over again. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about it as forgetting the habit of being yourself. Great book, great meditations. If you're into that, go get them uh, and check them out. But the important thing in this conversation about that, my takeaway is really that if we practice different emotions, if we practice different responses, if we practice being in relationship with ourselves and having the relationship we want to have, but having it with ourselves first, then we get to have relationships that are different than they are right now with the rest of the world. So that's what happens in our bodies, right? We go up and down, up and down. We're gonna train ourselves to go up and up and yeah, a little down, but up and up and up, right? And then what happens when we go through periods where we have a great loss, where there's grief, where there's worry, there's alarm, there's stress, right? What happens is that we've trained ourselves to have a set point that is in a very pleasant place in our bodies. Our set point actually produces the chemicals that say, it's okay, everything's okay, it's okay, everything's gonna be okay, right? This happened to me last night, right? One of my cats had a little medical thing, had to go off and do it, and what I noticed in my body, which was so wonderful, is that my body kept telling me, everything's fine, everything is gonna be okay. And walking through that experience was extremely different than if I had thought, oh no, what's happening and what's the worst that could happen and am I prepared for the kind of care or the this or the that that could happen, right? No, none of that occurred to me, all of it was really around how wonderful it was that I had this great support team to be a vet in the middle of the night and to deal with my cat and to get him back on track and to know that all is well, 
right? And that is because we train our bodies to do that, that that's our set point. So that set point is going to serve you during times of alarm, worry, stress, grief. And don't worry, you are going to feel all those negative emotions. You won't turn into a Stepford wife. You'll be fine, okay? Because those things happen, right? But how long do we spend in them? That's the biggest question, is how long do we wanna spend in them? And do we allow ourselves to feel better when we actually are ready to feel better? Or do we say, no, no, I shouldn't quite feel better yet, right? So I feel like I wanna do things to support you in those areas. So I'm doing two things to support you. The first is changing the format of this podcast so that we really focus on the spark, right? Finding and keeping and nurturing that spark. So that's the first way that I can help you with this. The second is that I have a beautiful new community called Joyous On Purpose. And it's really a community that is focused on moving people from a good life to a consistently great life, right? So I'm holding space for high-level individuals who are living life out loud, already all the way out loud, right? They found their spark and they wanna never let it go. We come together in community, we support one another in staying in that joyous space day after day after day. We're retraining and practicing and celebrating, right? So those are the ways that I can support you in this. You'll find that there's an application below, a link to an application below if you're interested in the community. Otherwise, uh, please stay tuned to the podcast. Like I said, subscribe on the platform you're listening. Also go to findingyoursparkagain.com and subscribe to the email version of the podcast so that you get the announcements and all the extras that I give to that private podcast community. Thank you so much and it is just a pleasure. I cannot wait for what's to come and I hope you feel the same. Put a comment wherever you're listening and let me know if this really rings your bells and you're ready, 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 okay? Thank you so much.